But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Siren, it's time for Frank's power play. Frank, take it away. Well, and the Stanley Cup final has been going on, and let's just say it hasn't really been that compelling, but mostly because the Tampa Bay Lightning are showing, yeah, we're the better team. Montreal has no business being here. Now, to refresh everyone's memory, This year, the NHL decided to go geographic with divisions, north, east, west, and central. Well, the north division was all the Canadian teams, and that just so happened to be the weakest of all four divisions. Case in point, Toronto was the best team there, and they ended up choking on applesauce and blowing a 3-1 series lead. Yeah, Add them to the three blown three one lead jokes. <laughs> I digress. Yes. So Montreal won that series. In the other series, Winnipeg swept Edmonton, and then Winnipeg got swept by Montreal. So that so yeah, I was wondering because in the old segment, the the Tampa Bay and Montreal would be in the same conference, right? Y- yes. Well, they would be they'd be in the same conference, but. Uh, Actually, they would be in the different. They would be in the same division, even now. Right, that's why I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, because explain that. But here's me. the, but here's the thing too. Had this been the old format, where it was just your Atlantic, Metropolitan, Central, and Pacific divisions, and stayed that way, the Canadians wouldn't have even been close to getting in because they finished their season with 59 points teams that had more points than them but got left out in the cold the new york rangers would be one team and another would be the dallas stars who made the final last year here so montreal wouldn't have even been in so you got a team that had no business being there just found their way through a weak-ass division and took advantage of favorable matchups and weaseled their way to the cup final. And they have been pretty much hit in the back of the head with a garbage can by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, you can't say that, that they just got lucky because they were in a weak-ass division. At least they got to the Stanley Cup finals. You got to give them something for that, for for winning at least getting to that point. Now, Tampa Bay is just a machine, I've been hearing. And, and this probably the first time in a while since the team has won, what, back-to-back Stanley Cups? The last team to do it was David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, was this team built by Steve Eiserman? Yes. Okay. So maybe this is something to tell you that was coming ahead for the Wet Red Wings? or it very, it very, I mean, it very well could be. Now, but- under the old format, who would the Tampa Bay Lightning actually be playing? 
Uh, okay, that one I probably would have had to do a lot more digging in. Okay. But let's say if they would have, if they would have been in their traditional division, they probably still. They, I don't think they would have won because they finished third in the Central and teams that were in the that were current members of the old Central would be the Florida Panthers, the Lightning, and the the Red Wings. So I think I still think the Lightning probably would have gotten here, but Montreal would wouldn't have been in at all. In fact, they would have been left out in the cold. And now whether Toronto ends up blowing a 3-1 lead against insert team here. I don't know. Wasn't Toronto? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Okay, keep going. So there's that. I mean, and none of the games have really even been that close. Close, competitive. I see that Montreal's uh, stadium was filled, though, and everyone else. I I mean, I will give... I will give. Uh, Considering we're coming off COVID, yeah. And in the beginning of the season, there was no fans there. Couldn't even go over the Canadian border because you know because of the COVID. And now everyone's over there, and people are partying outside. And Montreal hasn't been there almost thirty years, and to actually be twenty eight years to be exact, since Patrick Wall was behind the <laughs> it was in, in between the pipes. And of course, and of course, one thing to remember about that series was. Uh, the Canadians challenged the curve in Marty McSorley's stick in the 93 finals. And Barry Melrose was the coach. Yes. And, uh, and of course, they were, the Kings actually had a lead in game two at the four, at the old Montreal Forum when they just, when apparently the Canadians said, okay, we don't like the curve in McSorley's stick. We're going to challenge it, get, a, get us a power play, which they scored, and that was pretty much it. Mm, okay. So... But I mean, the games haven't been close. Tampa won Game One five one. On June th- on uh, Game Two, a little bit closer. They won three to one. On but of course that one, I think Andre Vasilevsky played a bigger role in because he ended up facing a ton of shots. Last night's game, not even close. It was six three, Tampa won. And the only reason. They had a 2-0 lead. Montreal got a goal here. Then they jumped up to a 4-1 lead. Montreal would get a goal here. They just... It kind of seemed like they just kind of said, okay, we'll jump lead. Okay, we'll let you get one. Then we'll get a three-goal lead. That, that will let you get one. Just to give you some sense of hope. And yeah, back in your box you go. So there was that. And game four will be on Monday night. At- will it be over? I think so. In fact, I actually well, I actually put this on Twitter. I tried to. I went and looked up the uh, translation of "nomas" to French. It's a uh, "plunco." Plunco. Okay. Yeah, it looks like plus encore if mm-hmm. you type it out. But that's basically "plunco" means "nomas" in French. It means no more, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what's happened there. You're not even giving them a chance, huh? I mean, who who does? I mean, who does Montreal really even have? I mean, they they don't even have the horses that Tampa has. I mean, look, Cole Caulfield has been impressive as a rookie. I mean, the guy ended up finishing up his career at the University of Wisconsin, and then he get, makes the big roster, doesn't play the first private class, then he does, and then seemingly things turn around. And he's really been there. He's been their main source of offense. I mean, on their blue line, 
Jeff Petrie, who son of former Detroit Tigers player Dan Petrie. Jeff also played his collegiate hockey at Michigan State University and also brother Matt Petrie. Shout out to him. Won the coach the Orchard Lake St. Mary's Eaglets to a Division II state championship in baseball. Nice. Where my good friend Brian Sikowski is an assistant coach at. Okay. So doesn't look like the Petrie family is going to be having a big party in summer. Matt ends up winning the state championship in baseball. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Jeff can't bring home Lord Stanley. But then again, that's not all on him. And the other story was Dominique Ducharme, the Canadians head coach, having to miss time because of COVID. And I guess he had, they said he had tested positive, but I don't know if he was experiencing any symptoms or if it was a false positive because they said he was vaccinated. I really don't know. And it's, it's quite frankly, yeah, it's it's, starting, this is starting to get confusing. It's, anyway. it's, it's getting ridiculous. That's really all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Also, Some, did you see this? I will be getting to. I'll get to that momentarily. Okay, I was the same. That was big news there, showing you the the the, the people, the roster, or who's going to be broadcasting the game. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was actually going to get to ESPN taking over, but. I'll do that right now. Mm-hmm. Their first NHL event will be on July 23rd on ESPN2, the first round of the NHL draft. Nice. And now some of the talent that they've brought in, John Gross is one of their play-by-play guys. Bucci man. Yeah. Also, I believe Steve Levy is also going to continue doing play-by-play. Um, Sean McDonough I th- was a little bit of a surprise. What about Gary Thorne? Uh, yeah, I... You know, I, I'm trying to think if I saw Gary Thorne back or not. I mean, I've heard I've heard it, it but I, for some reason I don't remember seeing his name listed. Although they should, though, make it would be that's just common sense. But I think real I think really the the biggest surprise highs for for play by play announcers in this one was obviously was Sean McDonough. I mean, Why? I I mean, and I'm not, and I mean, in no way am I saying is that a bad thing. I think that's good because I I like McDonough a lot. Mm-hmm. As a play-by-play guy, but I was like, really? I didn't really, I didn't expect him to be doing NHL games because usually he does college football and does college basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about Pam Ward? <laughs> no. Okay. Thank God. Oh, okay. Yes, right. You don't like Pam Ward. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially since there was some video floating around of her uh, having a hot mic and saying some not so nice things about a player from. From one of the teams that was playing in the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl, I believe it was 2010. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not 20, not 2010. It was 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. keep going. But enough of that. Uh, so. I mean, I thought you would have been ecstatic if Pam Ward was on there. Disappointing, no, she got hell left off. Uh, no. Oh, okay, no Pam Ward. Couple other um, noteworthy items. Mm-hmm. What about Beth Mowens? Uh, no, Beth Mowens isn't. Okay, Beth Mowens, I can actually. I can Stomach. deal with. Okay, okay. I was just wondering. Keep going. Yeah, in fact, when uh, ESPN was doing the NCAA tournament games here back in 2014, uh, Beth Bones actually uh, said hi to me. Really? She was here? I don't know. Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. Wow, she said hi. How would she just say just randomly? Yeah, she, 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 yeah, she, just, uh, she just said hi. She just said hi to me. I said hi back. Oh, okay. But that was very nice. Did you get her number? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd make a business move. Nah. Keep going. But anyways, some... Other note were some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, 
We did have a trade go down as Victor Arvidsson was traded from the Nashville Predators to the Los Angeles Kings for a second-round pick and a third-round pick. And the Minnesota Wild signed Joel Erickson Eck to an eight-year contract extension. And and some and a couple of news items regarding uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, mm-hmm. This which, may have, which, by the way, with Tampa Bay being in the Stanley Cup Finals, I could say in maybe three years, Detroit might be there. Well, Steve's got some more work to do. I will say that. Okay, okay, okay. But he's got he's got he's got opportunities to do so. So one new move that they did make. Mm-hmm. They hired Alex Tangay as an assistant coach to run their power play. He was previously an assistant with the Minnesota Wild. And the strange thing about that is Tangay was a member of the Colorado Avalanche when they won a cup in 2001. And, of course, there are some people saying, oh, well, that's bringing somebody in from Colorado. The rivalry with Colorado is pretty much dead mm-hmm. and in the ground because anyone who was considered uh, – not so nice ice in that series is no longer playing and true i mean that was over 20 uh, 25 years ago almost oh yeah i mean five years ago yeah granted uh the captains of both teams are now pretty are now gms joe sackick is the gm of the avalanche and Mm -hmm. heiserman but of course sackick was one guy who i absolutely respected as a player right right but most of those guys they've hung up the skates a long time ago yeah so he's brought in. He actually was with the Iowa Wild, Minnesota's AHL affiliate, mm. and they actually had a really strong power play, so hopefully he can inject some life into that. And the other noteworthy item is 2017 draft pick Keith Petruzzoli. Mm. He was a goaltender at Quinnipiac. He has been informed that he will not be He signed. signed as they had a certain window to sign to an entry-level deal. Mm. They're not going to sign him. And some people thought, okay, well, maybe he's going to be the goalie in in the future down the line. And now that's not going to be the case. And two things to take from that. One, that probably means means they go with uh, – uh, I got to pull up the uh, – I got to pull up the NHL mock draft that I had on my ear. There, uh, Jesper Wallstedt, a goalie from Sweden, who they might take at sixth overall. Mm-hmm. I've also seen another one. There's another goaltender who I don't. I'm trying to remember his name. I know he played in the WHL, who they might take at 22. So it's probably. So it's likely that the Wings will probably take a goalie with one of their first round picks. I'd rather they wait till 22 because mm-hmm. I'm not real crazy about going and uh, getting one at six when I think you can possibly address a need at center or anything like that there. But again, draft will be July 23rd on ESPN2, mind you. So that'll be ESPN's first chance to cover some NHL action. And that'll be a good welcome back for them. So that'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the third day of July in the year of our Lord, 2021. Enjoy your fourth, everyone. Wow. I mean, I mean that's the Hockey Night in Canada song. You just said enjoy your fourth. I didn't even know. Oh, sorry. I was used to. I'm used to the old hockey night in Canada music. Yeah, we go back to this American version. Yeah, I gotta play the ESPN one because July. Because after this series, NBC's time will be over, and ESPN 
you're on the clock. Well, I don't think NBC will be missed at all. I mean, just just poor, poor, poorly, basically. Um, how can I put this? Basically, poorly, um, marketed. Yeah, I mean, they had some. I mean, they had some guys who are going to obviously be continuing on with ESPN or Turner Sports. Mm-hmm. So, and it's on Turner, right? Yeah, ESPN the, and Turner. Yeah, so I believe TNT and TBS will be carrying games. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's good. So basically with that end of your power play here, let's get that goal horn up here with Frank Vashner. Frank, once again, thanks for that great power play you, you gave us, man. Okay, um, yep. I don't want that. So, anything else news-wise? Well, that'll do it. I think probably the next time we do this, it'll be announce- we'll be announcing likely the Tampa Bay Lightning as winners of the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And then in case any other trades or signings go down here and there, mm-hmm. obviously that's going to lead up until the draft on First round of the draft on July 23rd, and then on the next day will be the 24th, which will be a Saturday, and then I'll basically recap the first round of the draft and any other trades that went down. I believe July 28th will be when free agency opens. Can you believe we got a full season in of NHL hockey in the pandemic? I mean, even though it was kind of, of limited to 56 regular season games, at least we got something in and didn't have any... And didn't have to pause the whole season due to COVID. Right. And Tampa Bay Lightning are proving that they weren't just a bubble champion. Exactly. Good point there. Listen to 88.3 WXT's After Further Review. We always have our show sometimes live in the studio or sometimes in the home studio. But today we are live here on 88.3 WXT. Make sure, though, if you missed the segment, we'll have it up on our YouTube page. Um, not, not on our YouTube page. On our SoundCloud page and on iTunes. It's uh WXUT's after further review with a picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. Please subscribe and listen. I know uh, Frank gets a lot of playback on his uh, his podcast. So. Yeah, I, I actually did find ESPN's uh, NHL play-by-play okay, cool. a roster. I'll just go over some of the names. names. Just, a, just a quick roster. Cool. John, I mentioned John Buchigross. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Callahan, who was uh, ended up playing with the Rangers and the Lightning. Cassie Campbell-Pascal was on uh, CBC and Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. Chris Chelios is an analyst. Mm-hmm. Linda Cohn has kind of been around. Yeah, she's been around. Yeah. Yeah. She's always liked the NHL. She's a Rangers fan. Yeah. Let's see. I don't other... know if they're going to get any close-ups of her because she's getting a little yeah. long in the tube. Well, here's some of the other ones that have been around, like on NBC. Mm-hmm. Brian Boucher, uh, Rick DiPietro, who... <laughs> Who had a really expensive contract signed with the New York Islanders and got bought out. He's basically their equivalent of Bobby Bonilla. Oh, okay. Since Bobby oh. Bonilla Day was a couple days, days ago. ago. He'll get paid until 2035 a yeah. million dollars. Smart, ma- smart man, too. Mm-hmm. Ray Ferraro has been on NBC and also on TSN. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Leah Hextall will be a play-by-play and also do reporting. Former goaltender? Uh, I think... Want to say she might be related to Ron Hextall? I have to look that up. Barry Melrose, obviously, back as an analyst. He was a given. Mm -hmm. Mark Messier, an analyst. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. AJ Malesko, who had had recently come on NBC. 
she had done a really nice job there. Mm-hmm. Some other reporters, uh, Emily Kaplan, Hillary Knight was on the women's national team. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Steve Levy. I mentioned Sean McDonough. And Pam Ward. No. <laughs> Kevin Weeks has been at NHL Network, and he's also there was I think even before that he may have been on uh, CBC and Sportsnet a couple times. I saw PJ Supan was a, a special guest on some of the ESPN segments for I think the conference finals. Well, I mean I can't fault I can't fault them for uh, at least getting a player on to provide some insight. Mm-hmm. Got to do that. But also another guy who's doing play by play, Bob was shoesing. That's another that's a nice surprise. You. Usually he just does he does you know him from doing college football and college basketball and I want to say he's want to say he might do he had been doing radio with the New York Jets okay I, if my memory serves me correct and also Greg Wyshynski who's been at, who had previously been at Yahoo is better known as Puck Daddy Puck Daddy yeah that's what he was known as that was that was a long time ago oh, okay. and he Puck had been in, he's been at ESPN for a few years so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much their their uh, that's pretty much all the main main players there. Okay, nice. Once again, you can always like to listen thank to Tyler me. Krupp for tuning in. No, Tyler's on there. Also, Sailor is on. Greg there. Sailor said yeah. happy fourth. By the way, we went to Tyler's um, grad party. Grad party. Learned a lot about Frank. By <laughs> the way, learned a lot from Tyler. Yep, and we also had the Lord's Chicken. And Jared is on there. Yep. John, nice. Yes, right. he uh, this season is going in the Detroit uh, Men's Semi-Pro Baseball League, playing for the Detroit Yankees. Who is? Jared is. He's he's doing that? Yeah, it's the Semi-Pro Baseball League that he's been playing with. Really? Yeah. I thought he was doing stuff with Ida. Well, yeah, he's been, well, yeah, he's been, uh, he was coached up summer basketball. He's also the director of sports at Level Up, right. training in Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's all... But I mean, he's still playing some baseball here and there. It's the men's semi-pro baseball league. This is like like third like guys who are like age thirty and under. Her, mm-hmm. I actually went and watched him play in the Livonia on Wednesday night. How he looked? Oh, he he ended up uh, hitting a base uh, three run double all in his first at bat. Mm. Yeah, he can. They got they're they got a pretty loaded team. They of course had two guys who signed to play professionally. Mm. Hey, but he's playing for them. Uh, Corey Osborne, another good friend of mine who played some college ball at the University of T- at Tiffin University. He's the catcher. Uh, okay. Jared Locke, who was a pitcher here at the University of Toledo, mm-hmm. he's on the team. Nice. Team in the Jared Pingator, who. Uh, Played at Airport High School and also at Jackson College. Mm-hmm. Really good group of guys. They, of course, they they ended up Rick rolling their their opponent who was not good. No, no that that usually happens. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we return, uh, we're gonna wait for David the Man of God Harris to call in. If not, uh, we'll do a quick segment, a surprise segment, Fourth of July segment on here on eighty eight point three WGTs after further review. Like I said, more uh, stuff coming up. Saying hi to Tyler and Jared and them over there and uh, up in Michigan. We'll be back after this.